I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. This week on Moms Moving On. With your ex's new partner to remind yourself that you are always going to be mom. Like you're going to be their safe space. You're going to be their home base. And that the more people that you have that love your kids, the better. But give your time and that space to feel what you're feeling. If you're feeling angry or hurt, even if you were the one that chose the divorce, your feelings are still valid. You've made Moms Moving On your number one podcast for co-parenting and divorce. Now it's time to get a little unfiltered. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Jess. And together, we're getting really real about all that happens after a mom has moved on. From dating after divorce to blending families, we're covering it all and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this unfiltered version of Moms Moving On. Welcome back, Moms Moving Honors. We hear you in our DMs loud and clear, and we know there is so much you want help with when it comes to blended families and just yours, your ex's new blended family. It's just a sticky, sticky place to be. And we're hopefully going to like get unstuck today because Jess is with me. We love these unfiltered episodes. How you doing, Jess? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, you know, just... Another day, thriving, living the dream. What can I say? Life is good. We made it to February after six months of January. Did we though? So I we're feel here. Like there's going to be some residual PTSD probably until the spring from January. Yeah, this we is true. It was a day. long year. It yeah. was a long year. January, January was, was a long year. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But we're here now. Yep. We're here now and... Just like the rest of the world, we're all dealing with our own blended family stuff, right? Like it's not, there's no like one size fits all recipe to blending a family and especially helping your kids through it when it's not your blended family. And I know you could speak to this because your children's father is remarried with a new baby, Um, right? They have a new baby? no, no babies together. Three oh. kids from her previous marriage. So okay. together they have five. So, so it's basically the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I guess we got to keep it real and talk about how this all felt for you when mm-hmm. the ball started rolling on their relationship. Yeah. I think the hardest part for me was that they met started dating and like meshed everything what I felt at the time was quick but looking back on it you know like we talk about I think he did it because one he really trusted that this person was going to be the person he was going to move on for an extended period of time with and I think they both wanted to make sure that the dynamic of blending these families together was going to work you know obviously there were going to be ups and downs because 
Um, our two kids and her three kids are all similar in age. Like there's maybe between the five of them, like they may have a few months apart here and there. So I think just starting that, making sure that everybody was going to get along with the understanding that their kids and they're going to have feelings and emotions. Yeah. So they started dating and then introduced the kids to each other relatively quick. Um, but I think it worked for their relationship and it was easier in a way for the for our kids to adjust to spending time away from me. It was really fun for them, you know, when when they were going with dad, that there were a lot of other kids to play with. That's really good because I I I haven't had that experience yet. My ex's partner does not have children. And so it still gets to be like, Bella's the only child queen in, you know, in that Mm -hmm. house. And so I, but in my perspective, I feel like it could be so hard. You know, your kids could feel like, who are these kids? I don't want them around me. Or why is daddy all of a sudden giving these kids the attention he should be giving us? So I think it speaks volumes to how you probably prepped them for this, that they didn't carry those feelings. How did you prep them for this? Yeah, I mean, they were so young when it happened that it was more fun for them in the beginning. I think over time, those feelings of like, that's my dad. I want that time with my dad have come up. You know, they want to spend that one-on-one time with them and just talking them through that and giving them the tools to empower themselves to like, hey, if you feel like you really want some one-on-one time with dad or you want to go golfing with dad, just the two of you, then say that. Like, let let him know that that time is important to you. And at times I will reach out to their dad as well and say, you know, like, we talk about in a productive way. I don't want him to feel like I'm attacking him. Like you're this terrible dad. And how dare you not spend one-on-one time with your kids, but more so, Hey, you know, Holden had mentioned to me that he really enjoys going golfing with you. Is there time in the next couple of weeks when the two of you can go? He really like appreciates that special time where the two of you can have that connection together. Okay. But let's call a spade a spade. You are like yep. a unique unicorn in that sense, because unfortunately many of much of what we see is, oh, yeah, of course your dad doesn't want to spend more time with you now because he's Mm -hmm. got his new family. And these things are said and that does Mm -hmm. not help fuel a relationship and that only causes more animosity in the blended family process. So that's why it's so important if you're a mom whose ex is already blending and you're still like licking your wounds and you can't believe this is already happening. This is when it's really important to put your game face on and bake the funk because your children are only going to be as comfortable with the situation as you are. And that's just the Mm -hmm. truth. And I had to do so much of that in the beginning, not only like when they were first introduced and spending time together, because like we talk about I also felt like he was more of the fun dad to begin with. And then they have these step siblings. So all of their outings are are so much more fun from the way that I was looking at it. Like they're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese and they're going to do like all of these things with all of these other kids. And I wasn't really giving them that. So I felt so like... Like maybe I wasn't giving them what they needed or they wanted to spend more time with their dad because there were so many other kids around and my kids are so social. And I had to kind of take a step back and be like, you know, he can kind of give them that unique experience there where there's, you know, constantly something that they're doing. And then when they're with me, it's more relaxed, easygoing, 
we can, you know, have some downtime. Um, one of the hardest parts for me was during COVID because we weren't seeing any of our friends or, you know, even my family. So that was a really hard time. I feel like they looked forward to going to their dads more than ever then because they knew that they would have other people that they could interact with versus me trying to be here and be their teacher and their mom and doing all these things. And we weren't getting out and having any fun or even really getting out of the house. So that was a, that was a really tough time in, in that journey. For sure. And it can be so like, you're already dealing with the emotions of, you know, my marriage is over now I'm watching my partner mm -hmm. fall in love again. And now your kids are like, oh, we can't go, you know, we can't wait to go to that house. But the opposite of that is we don't want to go and they're refusing yeah. to go. And it becomes a problem between you and your ex. And there is more animosity mm -hmm. and somebody has to go back to court and the kids now need therapy. So for any parent who mom or dad who's listening and feels like it's a stab in the heart every time your kids get excited to go to the other house, know that it's actually such a blessing because the opposite of that is damaging and painful for everybody involved. Yes. So on the opposite end of things, mm -hmm. there's your new relationship and you're so yeah. excited and your ex is so not excited about your new relationship and you're working so hard to blend your child or children into this new family, whether or not there's kids, that's a separate part of this conversation. Your ex is so unhappy about it and it's bleeding out onto the child. That is such a tough place to be because you're in love and you want mm -hmm. your child to be in love and like totally accepting of this new situation. But you could tell that they're apprehensive and it's probably because of what they're hearing at the other home. I, I know, you know, this is not uncommon. Most people will yeah. deal with this. Just like you're feeling some type of way about your partner's new person and their new blended family. There are ways to handle this with kids though, Jess. What would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I think one of those things, like you mentioned, the way the relationship that I have now and the feelings that I have now towards my ex and his new partner and their blended family. Don't get me wrong. Those were not the feelings I had in the beginning. Like there was that shock of like, who is this new woman? Who are these kids? Like, these are my kids. No one's spending time with them. And it took a lot of me having to uh, remind myself. And I tell clients of this when they tell me like, well, my ex has moved on and, you know, he seems so happy and she may have kids, things like that. But with your ex's new partner, to remind yourself that you are always going to be mom, like you're going to be their safe space, you're going to be their home base, um, and that the more people that you have that love your kids, the better, but give your time and that space to feel what you're feeling. If you're feeling angry or hurt, even if you were the one that chose the divorce, your feelings are still valid that you're shocked that your ex has moved on and he's happy and maybe he's giving this new partner everything you wanted him to give you in your marriage and and now you're hurt about that and now this person is also spending time with your children and they make him home really happy and telling you all about her and that's like a gut punch so just taking the time to reflect on that and allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling but then at the end of the day remind yourself your kids will always have you as their mom. Absolutely. And and honoring that, like, that's such a normal feeling. Like your, your mama mm -hmm. bear claws are going to come out if yeah. there's a change on the other side and your kids are now, you know, but that extra love is the piece to hang on to. Um, because it's true. Like, again, perspective shift here is 
what if, what if they were coming home and saying this person is horrible to them? And, you know, so I don't want the mindset to be, because I hear a lot of times when I'm working with a client whose partner has moved on first, well, how much Mm -hmm. could they really care about their kids if they're already dating? Yeah. And the two are not mutually exclusive. Dating does not mean you don't care about your kids. It means you are in search of a new partner. And that's kind of a natural thing to happen after a divorce. So, you know, there should never be this idea for you to transmit to your kids that because there is a new partner and and new children that their parent loves them any less because of it. On the other side of that, um, you know, I think if you are in a situation where you're blending and you're so happy and your child is coming home saying things like, well, daddy or mommy doesn't like this new person. This is when you have to pull out those critical thinking skills and have a really like high level conversation with your child because they can handle it about, hey, well, you know what? It would make sense that they don't like this person because they don't know them. Do you like mm-hmm. so-and-so's child? I don't even know who that is. Exactly. You don't know who that is. So how could you like them? What are some things that you think daddy or mommy might like about this new person? Well, they're funny. They make great pancakes and they wear cool shoes. Okay. That's important to you. So you could like them for those things that daddy or mommy doesn't know that about them. So of course they're not going to like them yet. And so just having a conversation where you get them to see that they can have their own feelings about this person and having those feelings does not betray the other parent. It doesn't make them a bad child. You can say these things without bad mouthing the other parent. Like, oh, of course, of course, daddy doesn't like my new boyfriend. He's always jealous. You don't want to say something like that because that only you know hurts the children more. But I'll tell you what's really tricky apart from that is when there are new kids in the mix and like everyone's trying to find their footing. Like, do I discipline these new yeah. children? What am I supposed to do? Like, when I feel they're not being nice to my own child, all of these things are going to come up and they're really difficult. So, you know, I, all I can say is it takes two years until you figure out your your blended flow and it's not easy. And you can't be mad at your partner for parenting differently than you, because if you expect them to get on the same page with you immediately, you're going to be really disappointed. There were so many fights yeah. Spencer and I had in the beginning where I was like, why wouldn't you have this consequence. And it was kind of, he was kind of just like, well, I don't do that. And here we were with kids who are eight and a half years apart. And of course we were going to parent differently. And I just felt like I had to, you know, that was another area I had to give up control basically. Yeah, for sure. And I think for those listening that may be in a situation where their ex is the one blending families, maybe their new partner has kids. It was hard for me to know like what role I played in a sense in his new partner, like the stepchildren's lives. Cause like I'm going to see them at sporting events and birthday parties and all of those things. Like I wanted them to know that like I was supportive of their relationship and, and all of those things as well. Cause it's a very unique situation to be in. I'll never forget the first soccer game that Holden had when it was myself, my ex, his new wife, her ex-husband, and all five kids. I was like, this is, if you would have told me that I'm going to be living this, I would have been like, there's no way. And it was so uncomfortable. And if you're listening, like it it can feel uncomfortable. It's going to be like something you never imagined you would be in. But I think just taking it almost the way I approached it is like, okay, these are 
people that are going to be in my children's lives forever. Like I want to be kind to them. If they're having a birthday, I want to tell them happy birthday. Just feel like they're supportive and they're, you know, I'm just kind of an extension of Holden and Sawyer and and they can feel free to talk to me and hang out with me if they see me at a sporting event. Anytime Holden has a basketball game and I know the step siblings are going to be there, I'll bring enough snacks for everybody. I don't want to leave anybody out, but it's... You're cut from a different cloth, but it took, Lady Gug. It took a long time to get there. Don't get me wrong. And I still bring my mama bear claws out if I hear something that happened at dad's house. But then that's where I have to reach out to dad directly and be like, hey, Sawyer said this happened. Like, can you address it? Because I have no you know, role in parenting the stepchildren. So that's a slippery slope. And mama bear has come out more <laughs> times than I like to admit. And when did you realize, like, because I, I too had this realization, but you're on like the other side of it. So mm-hmm. when did you realize that it would be probably really beneficial to everybody involved for you to like put your emotions aside and try to connect in any which way with your ex's new partner? Because I know you did do that. Yeah, I think I was very standoffish to communicate with her whatsoever in the beginning, just because I, it was uncomfortable and I felt weird. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to this person. I don't even want to talk to my ex right now. Like I want nothing to do with any of them. And then I think for us, it was when they started spending a lot of time together. Their weekends aligned to where they had the kids together on the same weekends. I'm like, okay, this is someone that's going to be in their life for a long period of time. And obviously they eventually moved in together, got married, did all the things. So I just kind of reached out to her to say like, almost, and this was hard because I was like, who is this new woman in my kid's life? But just... I think it was Mother's Day after they had been together for maybe a year. And I just sent her a text saying, you know, I just wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I know what a great mother you are to your three children. And I appreciate the role that you're playing in Holden and Sawyer's lives. I know how much they love spending time with you and your family. Just very simple and matter of fact. Um, And to this day, it's not like we have a super close relationship where we're ever going to hang out just the two of us. But I respect the role she plays in the lives of my kids. And do we see eye to eye on everything? No, but... But that's normal. The, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. I was very, I think because I had a stepmom and Mm -hmm. she was so kind to me. She really was, but definitely overstepped in ways that, you know, I know made my mom feel uncomfortable. I think it was really, I was so cognizant of that. Like I knew that when I first started dating Spencer, his wife 
wasn't probably going to be like jumping for joy and you know wanting mm-hmm. to meet for lunch and braid hair. But I didn't want that. What I wanted her to know is don't, no matter what, her daughter and her daughter's relationship with Spencer was such a priority for me because of how my relationship with my dad changed after he had a new partner and it, you know, kind of led to the end of our relationship. So I was so cognizant of that. And I really wanted her to know. And I remember so early on in dating Spencer, like we weren't even engaged, but I was all, I had all, when I had met his daughter and was like now spending time with her pretty frequently, I reached out to his ex and I was like, Hey, like, you know, I know this is weird. I totally, I trust me, I get it, but I just want you to know who I am. And, you know, I'd love to meet for coffee. And she was really respectful. She's like, I don't know that I'm ready for that yet, but please know that I appreciate the offer. And I respected that. And, you know, this was seven years ago. And now like, Mm -hmm. you know, she just came over for dinner Friday with a birthday present for Bella. Like we're in a much different place because I held that commitment to both her and her child that I knew my place in their lives and I was never going to overstep that, which included, you know, even if I knew she wasn't happy with me, I didn't, I didn't take it personally because I knew it wasn't me. It would have been anybody in the situation, right? Anyone who your ex is with, you're going to have some type of feelings about. So I never took it personally. I always made sure to to let Spencer prioritize his daughter when it was necessary, Mm -hmm. when it was appropriate. Like, I don't need to go spend the day with you guys today. Why don't you have alone time with your daughter? And over time, along with me saying, you know, if Jolie would ask me for something, I'd say, please ask your mom first. Those things added up to her trusting me and her coming around to a relationship. And it doesn't need to be the relationship that we have. I'm so grateful for it. I literally just like ordered her birthday present. I think she's amazing. And she's really come such a long way in terms of healing. And I'm so proud of that for her. Um, It doesn't need to be that, but it just does need to be amicable. And there has to be a shared understanding of like, I'm with your kids. I see you, boo. I got you, you know, and, and, and that's the most it ever is. Then it's enough. I think that's so true. And I think it's so important that you, when you reached out, not not taking it personally, if if someone is listening and, and they're in that same situation, that just because somebody might not be ready to meet or they're not in the right emotional space. It's not anything that you're doing wrong or it's not to say that you're not going to eventually get to a place where you have an amicable relationship. And I think just like we talk about even in dating after divorce, when you're blending families to take it slow and to really just let things fall as they may and to not rush the process because, you know, that's a tough thing too. If you're like, I want to meet your ex, you know, like I want to meet your ex-wife and I want to do this and I want to go get coffee and I want to be best friends. Like that can be so overwhelming as you're starting this blending process. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just say something? Cause it really irks me. And this was something that I never did. This is going to be, this might get me a lot of hate, but don't call your step. Don't refer to your stepchildren as your children. Mm-hmm. They are not yours. Like even this morning in physical therapy, my physical therapist was like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like celebrating another birthday. He's like, oh, you had both your daughters and now your husband's birthday. And I'm like, well, my stepdaughter. And I, and -hmm. I don't say that because I love her any less. I love her just as much as I love Bella. I fucking love that child. And she knows it, Mm -hmm. but like calling her mine when she's not just feels so disrespectful and so many. And I would never want her to hear that and feel weird. And I would never want to disrespect her mom. And if 
you know, if, if my ex's girlfriend ever referred to Bella as hers, I would lose my shit. Like, I just don't think that's nice. And I think it's wonderful when somebody really loves their stepchild that much, but it's never going to win you any points with, with the bio mom. So don't do it. It just, it's not Mm -hmm. nice. I don't think. Yeah. Hate me all you want. You can unfollow, unsubscribe, but that's just from honestly, from a co-parenting specialist perspective and a marriage and family therapist to be, you're not winning any points with anybody by being territorial over kids that aren't biologically yours. A hundred percent. And with that, something that does come up, especially with I, you know, clients I've worked with or former coaches that have taken our training that have younger children whose partners have moved on, maybe they're remarried, is the idea that their ex-husband may want their children to call his new wife mom. And that is like no deal breaker. Like, no, no. no. Like hard, no, never, please don't do it. That is like the biggest, biggest boundary. Like I can respect stepmom a hundred percent. My kids call their stepmom by her name, but like she is not mom and like she is mom to her children. She is stepmom to our two children. Right. And I think if you're ever in a situation with a new partner where they're insisting on that, like you're dating a guy and he wants to be called dad, Mm -hmm. run for the hills. That person is never going to respect your co-parenting relationship. Because remember, like, even if you're in a new partnership, you still have to have a relationship with your ex. And if it's damaged by this new person, it's very hard to recover from. And no, thank you. And I, I don't, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who would be comfortable with their child calling somebody new mom or dad. It's just, it's yeah. so unsettling and so upsetting. I'll never forget. Bella was like four and she had a friend over and she introduced, you know, cause all her friends that when they were young would get confused, like, wait, yeah. the guy you live with is not the guy I see at soccer practice. Like what's going on here? So Bella would very confidently say, this is my stepdad and this is Spencer. And mm-hmm. you know, my real dad, Elliot from soccer. And um, one day one of her friends was like, well, why don't you call him dad? And Bella was like, because I have a dad and it's not him. I yes. just love him. <laughs> and I was like, that's love right. That. That's the answer. You can love your step parent without changing their name. And that's, it's so yes. important. And forcing your kid to do that isn't fair. And if they say they want to, sometimes it's just because they want to make you happy, not because they feel that that's comfortable. Right. And sometimes I think what you mentioned is it can feel easier for them if they're having a new friend over to be like, yeah, this is my day. Like they don't want to go into the explanation of who this person is in this house and who this person is you see at soccer. But I think the way that Bella handled that is textbook perfection for how you should handle that situation. Like, yeah, this is my stepdad. My, I have a dad. He's, you know, lives in another house. Like that is perfect. Bella has, you know, not known anything else. We separated when she was two and this has been her norm. And, you know, you know this, but I'll share that she's been in the, and she's in theater. And this week is her production of Mm -hmm. Willy Wonka. And one of her roles is an Oompa Loompa. And there's, a part of the Oompa Loompa song where they're talking about the bratty kids and they say, yep. there's no one to blame the mother, but the mother and the father. And on her first performance, me and her dad were sitting next to each other and she was doing that scene. And she pointed to both of us as the mother and the father, Oompa Loompa, yeah. you know? And then last night I was sitting here with Spencer and her dad and Lindsay had tickets like a few people over because like we ordered at different times. And I saw as soon as she did that, 
she didn't know where to point. So she just like pointed up into the crowd. And it was, I was like, go Bella. She's so respectful. Yeah. She's so respectful. I love of that. It. And I'm, I'm so proud of that, but it's because we've all been for yes. the most part, respectful with each other. For sure. Anyway, what else can we talk about? Um, I think, you know, with blending families and I don't know how you felt about this, um, in the beginning, but I obviously have no experience with dating somebody that has children from a previous relationship or a previous marriage. But I think that while I feel that blending families and having that special time is really, really important to have everybody together, I think it's equally important if you are dating someone or married to someone that has children of their own, that you give those your children and their children one-on-one time still. Like, I think that that is so, so important because yes, you want to have this close-knit blended family, but if you're forcing it and you're forcing them to spend all of their time together, you're going to get pushback and it's like, it's not going to be great. It doesn't have to be this, you know, I'm taking one child to New York City for the weekend. Just take them out to breakfast or Mm -hmm. lunch or play a game with them and give them that special time. It's going to be really valuable, especially in the beginning. And always the reminder of there may be new people in our lives, but you're always the most important in mine. Because just like I say, your child doesn't need a married parent. They need a happy parent. They don't need you to create a whole new family dynamic in order to feel secure or normal. They just need to know that their connection to you is stable and safe. So if you see that they're starting to feel a little threatened or like they're not getting enough of your attention, do it. Set a time. Say, you know what? Every other Sunday when you're with me, you and I are taking a ride to Starbucks in the morning. I want you to be able to tell me anything you need to tell me. Let's listen to that silly song we never get to listen to in the car anymore. Whatever it is, it goes such a long way and it is so important. Yeah. I personally and didn't get the that other, as a kid and I would have loved yeah, it. Yeah. Loved it. And I think that's the other thing. If you went through something similar in your childhood, you know what really helped or what really hurt. And you want to work on those things when you're blending your own families. And I think the other thing that comes up a lot, and I know I felt this in the beginning, is that feeling of you're not enough. Like for me, it was like, here's my ex. He's moved on. She has kids like from the outside, now they have this family. And here it's just me and two kids. Like that's plenty. That is more than enough. Like you don't have to move on, get remarried to somebody that has children or have children of your own if you don't want to again. Like you can still give your children the family if it's just you. Yeah. Family is not defined by the number of people under one roof. Absolutely not. And don't put that pressure on yourself. Like, oh my God, they're dating. I need to go date because that's only going to mm-hmm. backfire and you're not going to end up in a great place. Do things on your own time. Just because your ex is five minutes out of this relationship and already in a new one does not mean that they're healed and they're over you. This is just yes. how they operate. So don't confuse a new relationship with being fully over it. Um, on that note, I would like to say that if you have trouble talking to your kids about any of these things, we are always here to help and we have a course available. So if you have kids that are constantly asking questions, uncomfortable ones for you that you don't know how to answer, you should really look into that. Always available at the link in bio. You could email either one of us at info at momsmovingon.com. Jess is taking clients one-on-one and she's incredible. And I wish she were my divorce coach. 
when we were going through this, um, you really, you should be really proud because you, you know, it's very easy for me to sit here and say, here's what you should do. But like, I haven't been in the situation yet that you're in and you just handle it with such tact and class. And that's why I love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, And check out our new sponsor, Hello Divorce. If you have any questions about the divorce process, they are an incredible way to keep conflict low and costs low and amicability high. So I would uh, check out HelloDivorce.com and we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. Bye, everyone. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.